Alex. It's funny, you and I, isn't it? That we're here and, and we're happy. That after everything, we've made it. And it, you're going off to work and kissing me, and it's like I'm watching a movie, but it's not a movie. to you when you black out? No. I think there might be other people living with you. Have you ever heard of dissociative identity disorder? No. What was this person like? This person in me who's my mother? Actually, she's charming. I can't get Caleb killed. And I can't kill you. So I'm screwed. I'm screwed! You got me! my freaking window fixed and now you're gonna destroy my life so just go right ahead just go right ahead I don't want him to know these things it will kill both of us Please, doctor, if you have a heart, don't make him remember these things. Or I will have to do something about it. right now. Isn't that right? 
Two, what are you saying? Are you saying that we all have things hidden inside us? Secrets we don't want anyone to know? Things that other people might know and hold over your head, even though you personally have done nothing to them? I think he's just talking about the window, Norma. You're going to be packing your bags soon, so just, just stay out of it. Go ahead, tough guy. Come on, do what you're going to do. Okay, break the woman in half. But you know what? I'm not broken. I am still standing. So go ahead. Do your best, you giant lame asshole! I hope you enjoy your new window, Norma Bates. Welcome to Yes Mother, podcast where we cover the A&E show, Bates Motel. Today we will be talking about Season 4, Episode 6, The Vault. I'm Sue. And I'm Em. the recap oh yeah so now you're at the uh you should have by now heard the feedback episode so this will be the point where we just kind of go over the entire episode but most of you already know this yeah getting a feedback episode this year and a recapper yep definitely getting enough feedback to justify its own episode so and more likely, we talk a lot about the feedback. <laughs> to <justify. laughs> I know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> if we didn't do so much commentary on the feedback. Yes. If we just read them, we could probably fit it in. <laughs> we can't do that. Nope. So, all right. Should we get started? Let's do it. All right. Uh, we open with Norma sitting in the kitchen. She calls Caleb's number on her cell phone, and his line has been disconnected. Cuts to Romero getting ready for work. He has the safety deposit box key in his hand. He hears footsteps and hides the key in his pocket. Norma comes in. They hug and kiss, and he tells her he is running a little late and will grab something to eat at the office. She follows him and says, Alex, it's funny, you and I, isn't it, that we're here and we're happy and that after everything, we've made it. And you're going off to work and kissing me, and it's like I'm watching a movie. But it's not a movie. He walks over to her and kisses her and says, it's not a movie. Don't screw it up. <laughs> and they both laugh, and he leaves. They laugh because it's true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love this scene because she's a little extra clingy because she knows that bad things are kind of happening that she's keeping from him. And I can right. just see her clingy kind of clinging to him a little bit and that's yeah yeah i agree she uh i think part of her is feeling like this is our last happy moment together yeah and and also her feeling safe when he's around you know it's like if he's around she feels like this barrier from 
what's really going on. Right. It's kind of the way she deals with stuff. Which is actually pretty, uh, I, I can relate, you know? <laughs> That's a relatable feeling. It is, it is. Just stay here and, you know. It's just the way that she was kind of clinging to him when they kissed that scene in the bedroom before she goes out there and has that cute mm-hmm. little speech. <laughs> this is the time of day when Eleanor eats her lunch. <laughs> She's a very vocal eater. She <laughs> likes to express her happiness. <laughs> um, yeah, it's cute. And just her... You're going off and kissing me. It's like I'm watching a movie, but it's not a movie. And I think, oh, it's so sad because that should be how it is. That shouldn't just be in the movies. Right, right. He should it's... give you a nice kiss and go on his way off to work. <laughs> right. It's it's her confirming what we've thought all along, that she's never had a relationship like this. Yeah. Good no. grief. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes she has more vocal moments than others. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I think it's cute. Yeah. She's got this little storybook romance right now. But it all seems to be falling apart around her, too. Right. So she's kind of desperately clinging to it. Yep. She Yeah, she definitely seems to be. And he seems pretty blissfully unaware. Totally. And I will say that again at the dinner scene. Because, <laughs> boy, when she's like, that look on her face, and she's like, I love you. <laughs> I would have been, what's going to happen, Norma? <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> Instead, he's like, what's your weird deal? <laughs> I know, he's like, you picked that this time to say this? <laughs> Something's wrong. <laughs> Am I going to find bloody corpses and chicks van? <laughs> That's what I would have thought. Okay. Oh my gosh. Hold on. <laughs> All right, then we have the opening sequence. Did you say that? <laughs> oh, huh. <laughs> Next, we see Norman hiding under a bed, and the bed is shaking, and toys are falling to the floor, and a lamp falls and breaks, and we see Norman scream. Cuts to Norman sitting on his bed in Pineview, breathing heavily, and he's all sweaty. Okay, I'm going to stop there. (laughs) Was this a repressed memory coming to the surface? Or was this a nightmare just kind of vaguely resembling stuff that's happened to him that he has repressed? I don't know. Like, I'm wondering if with this therapy he's going through, the psychoanalysis, if it's making some of these things break through a little bit into nightmares. I think that's a good guess, yes. Yeah. It's got to be something like that because it's almost... Like it's making head normas hold slipping a little bit. But right. it also seemed really nightmarish, dreamlike. Like, I would be surprised if that's exactly how whatever he's imagining went down, or if it was just kind of more of what had happened. Right. I mean, it, 
Because I think his brain is like adding the toys falling and the lamp falling. Like almost mm-hmm. like I thought at first we were watching an earthquake. Yeah, me too. And so I'm wondering if that's like Norman's brain. Like here's this little memory slipping in because it's almost identical to him mm-hmm. in, the li- in the later scene when he's a little kid under the bed. So it's like, so it's like that memory is kind of slipping through, but he's like remembering it as an earthquake and toys are falling and the lamp is falling. Like that's how it makes sense to him. Yeah. Like he's not remembering it as yeah. the bed shaking because his dad is raping his mom. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he's trying to make the memory make sense. Like, oh, it must have been an earthquake that. Like I remember lying under the bed and the bed shaking. So it yeah. must have been an earthquake or something. Cause it, I don't know. Just with everything falling on the floor. Yeah, no, I think that's that's good. But he's also, he's sitting on his bed again. We still have not seen him laying down in a bed in Pineview. I know. It's like, is he getting any sleep? (laughs) We're a little worried. (laughs) Is he just one of those kids that gets up really early and makes their bed really nice? If anyone Um, is, it's Norman. It's Norman. I know, exactly. Um... Yeah, that's why I don't think it was a dream. I think this is a memory. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. He could be having lack of sleep and having weird little... You know, your brain doesn't do well off sleep. No. <laughs> Although he seems okay, like, playing with Dylan and stuff. Yeah. So he's got to be sleeping some. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's just interesting, though. I think it's memories breaking through. I don't think it's a dream. I think he's remembering it like a dream. It yeah. has that dream quality to it. Yeah. Well, and if that's true, this could also be more um, to what may happen with Head Norma doing something to protect him again, which wipes him of his right. psychoanalysis memories <laughs> or something right. to right. lead us more towards psycho. Okay, so after that little image, it cuts to Norman and Dr. E talking. Norman says he doesn't remember how therapy ended, and Dr. E tells him that's because he wasn't there. Is this the therapy session we saw, or was there another one? I think they're referring to the last one that we saw when he talks to Mother for the first time. I thought so. Norman asked if he blacked out. Dr. E tells him if he knows what happens to him when he blacks out. Norman says no, and Dr. Edwards tells him he thinks there are other people living with him. Dr. E asks if Norman has ever heard of disassociative identity disorder. Norman says no. Dr. E tells him when a child experiences trauma, they sometimes disappear inside themselves in order to handle it. They create other personas who can come out and deal with it better. I spoke to someone at the end of our session. It wasn't you. Norman asks who it was, and Dr. E tells him his mother, or a version of her he has created. Norman asks what she said, and Dr. E says she wants to protect him, and Norman asks from what. Dr. E says, I think me at the moment. Do you have any awareness of her? And Norman says, there have been a few times I've been confused, have thought I spoke to my mother, but hadn't. Dr. E says that's good, and asks if Norman can remember any details, and Norman says no. He's lying, right? (laughs) 
Yes, <laughs> I think so. Norman asks why she wants to protect him from Dr. E, and Dr. E says he doesn't know yet. Dr. E says Norman has been there for two weeks and has barely spoken of his life growing up. Norman says it was normal. His parents fought a bit, and his dad had a bit of drinking problem, but every family has their problems. It was ordinary, and they both tried. Again, I stand by that that is what he remembers. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Norman says he doesn't remember that much about it. His dad was gone a lot. It was mostly him and his mother, which was nice. And those are the memories he stays with. Yeah. That have been allowed to stay in his brain. Norman says his head hurts a lot. He gets bad headaches when he blacks out and asks if they cannot do this today. Dr. E says he can rest and take care of himself and they can meet the next day. Norman goes to leave and stops and asks, what was this person like? This person in me who's my mother. Dr. E says, actually, she's charming. <laughs> That was a little cute little thing there, interchange. <laughs> I thought so. I thought so. But yeah, Norman really is taking this news quite... I thought for sure when Dr. Edwards like started explaining disassociative disorder and that you know he's got this mother persona that Norman was going to freak out on him. Well, you know what? I did too, but then this gives... This gives credence to our possible theory that he worked something out that night, and that's when he had his freak out. Um, right. The night of right. the strip club when he was crying in Dr. Edwards' car, because I think he saw some. I think he really did. That makes so much sense to me that mm-hmm. he has already been working this out in his mind that right. he turns into his mother. Something. Something about whatever happened, he put something together, and that's that's my guess. Well, and, and Dr. Edwards just explains it so simply, like, you know, children have a traumatic experience, they disappear, and they create these other personas to deal with it, and it doesn't make it sound that scary. No, and he... Like, it's something that we can deal with this. Yeah, know? he created his mother because she has always been his protector, and he's close to her and that I think that makes sense to him and I also think he's already worked some of this out in his head by whatever happened and so it didn't come as maybe quite the shock we might expect it to right and it's probably also kind of relieving to hear oh this is a thing yeah yeah I have I have a thing that people have yeah <laughs> you know? I can diagnose you <laughs> and this is what you have and it's happened before and we're going to help you he's said many times we're going to help you Norman right Right. I think he feels safe, and I think he is really trusting Dr. Edwards. I think he is, too. She's just going to be loud. Okay. <laughs> She's just going to be loud. I don't know what to do. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. Let me see if there's something I can do to quiet her down for a minute. All right. Sometimes Eleanor has another persona that we call Yellenor. <laughs> Yellenor. <laughs> Yelzies. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so next we see Norma in a diner and Chick sits at her table. 
she thanks him for meeting her there and says she likes his cane and asks if he made it. <laughs> you say that and no mention of the doll head. <laughs> I know. How do you not mention that? <laughs> I just love that he was like, I need, I need like something soft to put my hand over and he like grabs a doll head. <laughs> like this will do. <laughs> blindfolded <laughs> I don't know I think what it is is it looks like there's some sort of like twine like hemp twine or something like like going around the top of it and I think that's oh. just how he secured the doll head to it and it just <laughs> goes over her eyes <laughs> um, alright chick <laughs> I just had to make sense of it um she asks if it's birch, and he says it's honeysuckle vine. She says she loves it and loves that he made it. Chick says it's amazing what we can do when we have to do it. Chick asks if she has had any more thoughts on their little talk. Norma says she is not sure what he is asking of her, and that is why she wanted to meet him. Chick says, I like that thing you do, you know, between your poses. <laughs> He's like kind of imitating her because she is very hand-talky, you yes. know little squirmy um, and I thought that was a cute, was a cute moment because I think he was genuine and I think it mm-hmm. it kind of foreshadows that he likes her He's, he, he likes doesn't her. want to hurt her no he doesn't and I don't think hurting her is worth it is worth it's worth it to him I don't think Caleb is worth hurting Norma for in his mind I don't know absolutely not and like I said earlier I, I really think when he saw what he did, what he brought out in her, I I think he regretted it and felt really bad, like, oh, you know. And maybe he respected I, her. I didn't mean for that to happen, you know. Yeah, do you think he Sorry. possibly respected her a little bit? for Sure. Not killing him and not being able to kill him and just saying, and not being able to kill Caleb and just saying, well, I'm screwed. Do your worst. Yeah. Go the hell ahead. She's, she's got a great point there, you know. I mean, we'll talk about it, but she really puts it into perspective. Like, I'm the one that's screwed, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she didn't... And she didn't do anything. Didn't do anything. (laughs) You know? This is between him and Caleb. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so he says he likes the thing you do, you know, between your poses. She doesn't say anything. And he says, are you lonely, Norma Bates? She says no, and he says... I just suspected that you might be lonely because you can't share with the people you love the fact that you had sex with your brother. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so blunt. (laughs) I love the look she gives the waitress. (laughs) (laughs) The waitress walks up and asks for their order. Chick orders a club sandwich with no mayo. And Norma says she doesn't want anything and thanks the waitress. Chick says to Norma, you're so polite. I love it. There's not a lot of polite people in the world, but you're like genuinely sweet. (laughs) then chick says so what the hell happened (laughs) you fiddling bits with your brother (laughs) and he does like this gesture with his finger gesture was not lost on me (laughs) (laughs) she tells him to stop saying that and he says what it happened 
Not saying it is not going to undo it. So come on, I dare you. Just say it. Just say it. She says, fine, I slept with my brother. What do you want from me? Chick says, I want your gracious help in finding Caleb. You know where he is. Norma says she doesn't know where he is. Chick says, Norma, come on. Why are you trying to protect him? Somebody who hurt you. Do you think that it was your fault? It wasn't your fault. How much older was he than you, Norma? Norma tells him four years. Chick says, he's not a nice person, Norma. He abandoned your son after he beat the shit out of me. How did he know that I wouldn't come after Dylan? Boom. That's what we've been saying all along. I mean, God, I hate Caleb. Norma says she doesn't know. Chick says, what would it be like if that information got out that you had a child with your brother? Your husband would find out who he really married. Your husband's a public official. Norma asks him not to do that. Chick says, then don't put me in this position, Norma. You do the right thing. Yep, I think that's just more pushing, thinking that it's going to push her to give her permission. Right. Right. I don't think Chick has any intention of spreading this news around. I think he's just using it as, you know, a play. Yeah, it's a play. It's interesting. (laughs) I mean, I don't think Chick going around town and telling people, <laughs> I think people would be like, oh, you're a crazy Chick again, you know? No. I don't think there would be a lot of... Like, are you sure you didn't have sex with your brother? <laughs> are you sure it wasn't your mom and her brother? <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I don't think Caleb or Chick's the one to be spreading that rumor and having people go like, oh my gosh, really? (laughs) I don't think he comes to town that often. I don't think so either. (laughs) I mean, he's got a doll's head on his case. (laughs) People are not going to take him seriously, so it's not a threat. Yeah, it really would be Romero... And Norma's word against chicks. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. That's why, yeah, I think it's just a play. <laughs> so. <laughs> anyway, I loved, I, more lunch dates with Norma and Chick. I think that it would really do her good. <laughs> it would. It was such a great scene. And I just, I love how he's like, he hurt you. This isn't your fault, you know. He's a bad person. Yeah, and just, I think, you know, his he's, it. I think this conversation led quite a bit to her confessing to Romero. I really, you know, saying, just say it out loud. Come on. You right, know, it happened. Exactly. So what are you going to do about it? You can't undo it, you know, yeah. own it. Well, and I think, I think he really put a little worm in her ear, too, and he, you know, he's like, how did Caleb know I wouldn't come after Dylan, mm-hmm. you know? Because she was just like, I, I don't know, you know? I mean, that was a cowardly move, if there's ever been a cowardly move to do what Caleb did. Oh, yeah. You know? And it really bugged us right from the start. Yes. So. Yep, I like Chick. Me, too. Okay. 
Next, we see Norman and Dylan playing croquet at Pineview. Dylan asks if Norma like Norman likes it here. There. Okay. Dylan asks if Norman likes it there. Norman says he thinks it's doing him some good, and Dylan says he's glad to hear it. Norman asks if Dylan has heard any news from Emma lately, and Dylan says, Yes, she's getting better every day. She's stronger, and she's pretty amazing. Dylan tells Norman there is something he needs to tell him, and Norman says, You and Emma, something happened. <laughs> it's like written all over your face, Dylan. <laughs> Dylan says, Yeah. And Norman says, Dylan, I'm glad. Dylan says, you are? And Norman says, yeah, I get it. The two of you, I really do. Then Norman asks if Dylan remembers much about Sam, Norman's dad, Dylan's stepdad. <coughs> Dylan says the thing he remembers most is that he was an unhappy man and could get really angry and he was drunk a lot. He wasn't nice to Norma or him or Norman. Dylan says he doesn't remember much more. He made a career of not being home. Norman says never mind and to not think about it anymore. Things are good now. Dylan's happy and he's getting better and they go back to playing croquet. So yeah, was it Daniel that was wondering why everyone was worried about Norman asking about finding out about Emma and Dylan? I think so. Yeah, I've been definitely been more worried about him finding out about Romero and Yeah, now that Romero and Norm are together, I'm not as worried about him finding out about uh-uh. Dylan and Emma. <laughs> so Yeah, cuz we were really worried, you know. But Yeah, I haven't been worried for a while, but and I think we're really right to be worried about Romero and Norman. Yeah, I think that's the couple to be more worried about. Definitely. Because oh. I believe him. I believe Norman that he's just like, no, I get it. You know? Yeah. No, I was worried about him finding out last season because... Okay, I've got to do something about that kid. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Okay. I'm back. Okay. So, I my thoughts for being worried about Dylan and Emma have mostly revolved around the fact that it's another, I don't know if nail in the coffin is the right term. It's just another thing that went right when Norman was out of the picture. Right, right. And it's his old girlfriend and his older brother. It's just another thing that everyone's happier without Norman. Things went really well for everybody when he left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not going to go well. No, and that was just another thing that did. <laughs> yep. So yep. that's what I've concentrated my... Well, and it could be that Norman's putting on a bit of a... Oh, yeah. You... A face here, you know, True. like... It might bother him a little bit more than he's leading on. We'll see. Yeah. Or it might not. I don't know. I think we're pretty clear that he's never really been interested in her that way, ever. No. I don't think so. I think. But that doesn't mean you can't have a problem with your older brother. <laughs> right. Right. Sir. 
Right. No, I think... I remember his, like, proposal for dating was just so business... It was like a business oh, yeah. adventure. Oh, that non-chemistry you know. ordeal <laughs> yeah. that happened was just... And I think it was just all part of Norman's plan to just appear like a normal teenage boy, you know? Yep. So. Okay. Okay. Uh, next we see Dylan and Norma in the Bates living room talking. Dylan tells her that he hung out with Norman quite a bit and Norman's doing really well. Dylan says he seems calmer and more open and more at peace in a way. Norma says that is the best news she could ever hear. Then Dylan says, how's the husband? <laughs> Norma says he is very good and they laugh. Oh, cutest little smile on her face. I know. <laughs> okay. Then Norma then Norma says, you didn't tell Norman, did you? He doesn't know. <laughs> Dylan says he didn't. And then says, although I don't really understand why we all feel like it might bother him to find out you're seeing someone. <laughs> Norma says because she and Norman are very close and he is fragile. Dylan says, did it ever occur to you that if you keep treating people like they're fr fragile, it might keep them from ever getting stronger? Norma says, you became a philosopher in Portland? Dylan says no, but he spent a lot of time thinking in Portland, and he is really impressed how Emma just dives into things. And Norma says, yeah, sure, glad Emma's got it down. <laughs> I was just like, Dylan, don't. Don't you know your mom at all? Because I feel like I do, and I never would have said that. <laughs> no, but I... Norma sure seemed a little resentful of Emma, though, right there. Oh, yeah. And it didn't surprise me. I just thought, she just doesn't do well. If you, like, it was basically saying, look how well this teenage girl does when faced with these challenges. <laughs> and all Norma gets is, don't screw it up. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't know, the second you said it, before she even bristled, I was like, no, not good. <laughs> <laughs> not the time, Dylan. <laughs> um, then Dylan tells her he is going to move to Seattle with Emma and her dad. Norma asks when, and Dylan says soon. They have a renter for their house, and Will got a job at a college up there. Norman asks, like in a month? Dylan says, no, more like a few days. He tells Norma it's going to be fine. He is not going to disappear. Cuts to Dylan leaving the house, and Norma tells him he needs to come to dinner before he leaves. Norma then asks him if he has spoken to his dad recently. Dylan says, no, why? Norma says she feels like she should check in on him. Dylan asks why, and Norma says, because he left in a hurry, and doesn't Dylan wonder where he is? Dylan says, no, he chose to leave. Norma says, that's true. And then Dylan, and then asked Dylan what the name of the place in Costa Rica Kelly worked at before. Dylan says Eden something. Then he says, Norma, leave it alone. Things are good. Alex is good. Norman's getting better. You don't need to check up on Caleb. This is coming from some sort of wrong place, all right? Just don't do something destructive. Norma says she won't. Dylan says he has to go pack up some stuff, and he'll be back, and he leaves. I love her trying to be all... Casually fitting into the conversation. I know. <laughs> so, what was the name of that place you were at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, 
<laughs> Can you spell that for me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he just, oh, he just knows her so well. He's like, just leave it alone. <laughs> yeah, things are good. <laughs> so it did seem like normal self-destructive mode. He, You know, he doesn't know the full facts, but. Yeah, and part of me, part of me wanted her to tell him about Chick. Yeah. But then most of me understood why she didn't, you know. Yeah, no, it doesn't surprise me at all that Norma wouldn't, but yeah, I'm with you. You know, it's like, what would happen if you just told him? And she, she has been truthful about that kind of thing with Dylan before, so. Right, right, the whole flash drive stuff, you know. Yep. But Norma just likes to, oh man, she just has this need to, like, solve problems on her own. (laughs) She's not not the greatest problem solver. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But this would have been such a great opportunity for her to say, look, you know. Yep. Chick's come to me, he's threatening to tell about me and Caleb. What do I do? What should I do? Because she knows that Dylan knows Chick better than she does. Not that he knows him that well, but I don't know. Yeah. It's Norma. It's Norma. Are we ready to move on? I think so. Okay, so next we see Norma in the motel office, and she's on the phone and says, Does someone named Caleb Calhoun still work there? Then we hear Caleb say, Hello? Hello? Who is this? Finally, Norma whispers, It's um, it's Norma Louise. Cuts to Caleb, and he says, it's so good to hear her voice. He asks if everything's okay and asks if Dylan's okay. She says, yes, they've just never heard from him, and she wanted to make sure he was okay. Maybe it's just the warrior in me, but if I didn't tell anyone where I was going and they call me all the way to Costa Rica, I'd be like, who died? Exactly. <laughs> He's just like, do-do-do, it's nice to hear your voice. <laughs> Sitting here in my tank top. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Just had to add that. Um, He says he's sorry he got himself into a bad situation before he left, and he was worried what the fallout was going to be. So I left and left Dylan exposed (laughs) with the money. (laughs) Caleb out. Um... And then he says, if there was going to be a fallout, I just didn't want it to be want it to be on you guys. Okay, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> He's just an idiot. He's, he didn't want there to be fallout. He didn't want it to be on you guys. And so... <laughs> so you leave? <laughs> so you leave? It doesn't make any sense. He's, that makes no sense. I just didn't want it to be on you guys. <laughs> so the answer is to leave them alone. To deal with it. What the hell is wrong with him? I don't know. I seriously. (laughs) I mean, oh my gosh. I don't get that. If you don't want the fallout to be on someone else, then you stay and take care of it. Right. And protect them. (laughs) You don't run off to another continent. (laughs) <laughs> is it Costa Rica in Central America? Oh, you're right. Okay. You don't run off to another country. <laughs> On this continent. <laughs> On this continent. <laughs> oh, it's just so frustrating to me. Ugh. 
Anyway. Well, he's just too stupid to be frustrated with. I'm just like, yeah, you're, you're that dumb. (laughs) 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 Then he asked Dylan, then he asked how Dylan is, and Norma tells him he has a pretty serious girlfriend, and Caleb asks if it's Emma, and asks if she had the surgery. Norma says yes, and she's doing great. Caleb says he is happy to hear that. And that he misses them both. And he says, I think about you all the time, every day. And Dylan every day. That was TMI. I didn't. <laughs> yep. We didn't need to know that, Caleb. <laughs> You're thinking about him so much. Yeah. Not the Dylan part, the her part. Wondering if, if, are you thinking about him wondering if Chick is killing them? Mm. Is that, is that what you're thinking? I was concentrating more on how he pines for Norma every day. I know. There's that. <laughs> <laughs> She tells him he should call Dylan. She says he... Oh, wait. I don't know what that is. (laughs) I'm trying to make it into a sentence I understand. (laughs) Something must have happened. I think she says that Dylan misses him. Okay. What the sentence really says is, she says he is Caleb says he is sorry. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> Norma says she has to go and Caleb tells her he loves her and she says goodbye and hangs up. So yeah. she just this... can't do it. Uh, and just you know how it would kind of switch back and forth showing her on the phone and him on the phone and she just it just upsets her so much to even talk to him yeah yeah she's so she just kind of shakes and just that beginning of the call when she can't even when he's like hello who is it you know and she just finally like it's Norma Louise (laughs) you know she can barely (laughs) even get it out and now we know that He's her first rape, and it made this this episode made me really sad thinking about some patterns women fall into. You know, you hear about all the time they fall again and again into the same kind of man, and you're just kind of seeing that this was the first guy that raped her. Yeah, I mean, I knew she had been raped by Keith Summers, but. I know. It's like Norma has been raped by like every man. I know. It's, it's so, so awful. It, and I mean, her brother and then her second husband and then this stranger, you know. It, yeah. It just makes that key uh, thing just so crazy sad. And I know. Cool, and you just support her entirely. <laughs> I know. I know. And just... the fact that she had felt that she had made it to this safe place away from their troubles. And she had reinvented her life in that month or two. Yeah. And she was escaping. And what happens? She gets raped. First night they're there, she gets raped by someone. I mean, she just can't catch a break. Uh-huh. It's just awful. I mean, no wonder she's just so untrusting of anybody. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
bad. <clears throat> it's just okay. so much worse than I thought it was. I know. I need to watch the series again. <laughs> I know. And then, you know, just like projecting into the future what happens to her. It's like, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, next, we see Norman talking to Dr. E, and his eyes are closed. So this is like a hypnotherapy. Yeah, right? which I was surprised that since the day before, he's like, "I'm tired. Can we not do this?" He's like, "Yes, tomorrow we'll do hypnotherapy." <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow we're gonna dig even deeper. <laughs> oh, you rest today. <laughs> Tomorrow's gonna be a big one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dr. Edwards is just like moving right along into this. <laughs> um, so Norman is describing a memory of being seven and it's the middle of the night and he has a stuffed bear with him. He says he always slept with a bear when he wasn't in his mother's bed. Dr. E asks why he, he isn't in his mom's bed that night. Norman says because his mother told him his dad had been drinking and he should go in his room and get in bed and be very quiet. Cuts was watching a seven-year-old Norman get out of bed and walk down the hall to get some water. Norman says he has to walk very quietly because he is afraid of waking up his dad. It shows young Norman pouring some water and drinking it. Then we see Sam sleeping at the kitchen table. Young Norman walks up to him and Sam wakes up. Sam grabs him and hugs him and says he is sorry and tells Norman he loves him. We hear both young Norman and present-day Norman say, I know, Daddy. Dr. E tells Norman it's okay and to remember he is just watching this memory. He can get up and leave anytime he likes. Tears are running down Norman's face and Dr. E says, I'm right here, Norman. Hmm. It was a, it was a sweet showing of trust and everything. between It was. Him and Dr. Edwards. Yeah, and it just, it calls back to Dr. Edwards telling him, you know, I never want you to feel alone here. Mm-hmm. So it's just like him reassuring him, like, I'm, I'm here, you know. Yeah. You can, you can watch this memory and be safe. And I was, yeah, when, when young Norman walks up to Sam sleeping and he wakes up and grabs him. Oh, I know. I couldn't believe he hugged him. Because he seems like the mean drunk, not the emotional drunk. <laughs> totally. So do you think... Is that what really happened? Is that how huh. Norman is choosing to remember it? I don't know. Gee, I don't know. I just I mean, figured I... something horrible had happened earlier that night, but... I, I thought if they'd do that route, then you'd see, like, physical traumas on Norman or something. Right. I mean, do you think this is the same night that he raped Norma? I never like it's later that. that night. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. I never thought of that. I mean, it could be any night. It could be the all nights were like that. Not necessarily the raping part, but just the, he's drunk again. Go get in your bed and be quiet, you know? Yeah, and it looks like he made Norma probably make him a late night dinner it Chris probably was just an ugly scene. Yeah. And was his beer spilled on the floor? <laughs> it looked, yeah, it looked like his, whatever he was drinking was on the floor and it spilled. And I mean, it just, it just looks like he gets so drunk that he just passes out. Like, I mean, his face was in his plate of food, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 
Gross. <laughs> Get it together, man. I know. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, yeah, I. It could just be any night. Yeah, I'm guessing. And maybe even, you know, even mean drunks probably have those. I love you, son. Yeah, you know, yeah that's sorry. True. So. Um, okay. Next, we see Romero in a restaurant at night, and Rebecca's there. He sits next to her. She says, I thought you didn't want to be seen with me. He says, I don't. And he slides the sugar pack holder over to her and tells her to pick it up. She does, and the key is under it. She grabs it and asks how much money he wants, and he says he doesn't want any, and he leaves. So I was coming home from track practice with Scout, and I missed the first moment of this episode where, you know, I made it for the kiss, Mm -hmm. but I missed the key part. So I hadn't seen the key in his pocket yet. Oh, So I was super surprised by that. Oh, yeah. He had the key or had thought about the key today. Yep. But that was one of the probably most beautiful shot in the episode is looking at them with the rain um, through mm-hmm. the window. It was really pretty. Yeah, lots of rain because there was in the previous scene with the flashback of young Norman, there's like rain is pounding on the kitchen window too. Well, we know it's December. <laughs> Um, because Mrs. Dakota right, checked in, right. which is interesting. There's been no sign of Christmas because we're probably around the, oh yeah, at least the 14th or 15th. Right, because I think it actually said that she checked in like December 2nd. Yeah, or 3rd. it was December 2nd. Yeah. And he's been Norman's been in Pineview for two weeks, so we're a little over two weeks from December 2nd. Oh my gosh, please have a Christmas episode. <laughs> I want to see Dickie in a Santa hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, you know, Christmas can be a notoriously uh, grim backdrop to some oh, sure. horrible stuff going down, you know. Oh, that can yeah, always make a nice juxtaposition of horror. <laughs> totally, totally. So maybe they will, I don't know. Or they could just totally ignore the Christmas aspect. You know, a lot of yeah. shows do. Yeah, but I can see Norma wanting to have a nice Christmas, her first Christmas with Romero. I can too. But I think it's odd we haven't seen any signs at all yeah. of it. The Winter Lights Festival, but... Right. She hasn't said anything about Norman not... Have they ever mentioned Christmas before, ever? I don't feel like I don't know. She didn't mention anything about Norman maybe not being home for Christmas. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Maybe they're Jewish. (laughs) Then there should be Hanukkah talk. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) No, I... I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. That'd be fine, too, if they just ignore Christmas altogether. But it is odd that it's, you know, was shown explicitly to us that it's December. Well, it's like you say, it's ripe for a, you know, you get a nice, beautiful Christmas and just all sorts of crap goes down. Yeah, all hell breaking loose. Yep. 
Um. <laughs> I wish you could see Eleanor smiling at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> what are you smiling at? <laughs> Her body is like trembling with excitement of smiling at me. What? Oh, <laughs> cute. What? Little body can't can, contain it. I can totally picture it. <laughs> I've seen that before. Uh, okay. Did I finish that scene? Okay. Because it was just that short Rebecca Romero scene. Yeah, and boy, you know, back to it. He is so dismissive, and just, again, he has been like this. And I think it is just not good for her, because she is so, I don't know. She's got the Romeros. She does. <laughs> He's gotten under her skin, and he is so dismissive and could give a flying crap. Yep, he doesn't want anything to do with her. He doesn't want anything to do with the money. Yeah, and like I said, I really think that money in her mind was a... Yeah. It's a grab for him. I think you're right. I think you're right. And this is just another dismissal. He doesn't well, care about the money at all. It's just furthering the, wow, he's willing to not have anything to do with this money because of his wife. You know. Yeah, and we know she's already thinking, what does she have that I don't? And Exactly. <laughs> she's got, she's beautiful. And she's also got all this money, too. And he nope. does not care. Nope. And that's bruising to the ego. Yeah. And she... Something's brewing in there. She's not just going to go. No, she's not going to go quietly. No way. Because <laughs> why even bring her into the story at all if she yeah. just goes away, you know? Yeah. So... Okay. Um, next, Dylan is driving and his phone rings and it's Caleb. Caleb's asked how he is and Dylan asks if Norma called him. <laughs> He's like, did Norma call you? <laughs> did she do exactly what I told her not to do? <laughs> In a sad way, I've been expecting this phone call. <laughs> Caleb says yeah and tells Dylan he left because he thought it was the best thing to do, not because he wanted to. He says not a day goes by he doesn't think of him. He tells Dylan he misses him, and Dylan says he misses him too. Caleb says he's going to come visit as soon as he thinks it's safe and maybe move up there for good. Dylan says that'll be good, and then says it was good to hear from him, but he's got to go, and they hang up. I thought it, I expected Dylan to be like, well, I'm moving anyway. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> well, and Caleb says he's going to come up there as soon as he thinks it's safe. When is that going to be? When? How is Caleb going to find out that it's safe? It's yeah. Gone, you keep you know? the tabs on Chick? Or... Right. <laughs> I mean. <sighs> it's. I think it's uh, abandoned parent promises. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But on the other hand, I feel like he is coming. Oh, he'll be there. <laughs> Yep. <clears throat> He'll be there because now he's talked to both Norma and Dylan, and neither one of them has brought up Chick. Mm. And so I think in his stupid little mind, <laughs> he's like, 
well, if there was going to be some fallout, they would have been by now, and they would have told, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think in his mind, it's safe for him to come up, and he will. And it's going to be awesome to watch Romero kill him. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be satisfying. It will be. Totally. I want it to be Romero more than Chick. Me too. Chick deserves it because of what he did to Chick. Chick deserves that kind of, you know, satisfaction. But I want to see Romero do it. I, I would love to see a Chick Romero diner scene. And oh. then this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Romero seems to know Chick. I love that. He's like, Chick's out in the parking lot. <laughs> I know. Another world's colliding. <laughs> I need Romero Chick scenes. <laughs> <laughs> just their difference in size <laughs> I know it's great I would have just loved to have seen Romero's face when you know Norm was like I think I found someone to do the window and he's like who this guy named Chick <laughs> Romero like oh no <laughs> you met him huh <laughs> yep yeah Chick seems like an established huh member of the backwoods you know right, <laughs> community right. of Pineview so Romero would know who he is he's, oh yeah he's got to come into town for supplies probably keeps to himself stays out of trouble mm -hmm. alright next we see Norma park her car in a bridge on a bridge Chick is at the other end of the bridge Norma gets her gun and gets out of the car and she and Chick walk towards each other Chick asks if she has something for him she pulls the gun out of her pocket and points it at Chick. Neither of them speak for a few seconds. Then she lowers the gun and says, I can't get Caleb killed and I can't kill you, so I'm screwed. I'm screwed. You got me. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All I wanted was my freaking window fixed, and now you're going to destroy my life. So just go right ahead. Just go right the hell ahead. And she goes back to her car and drives off. Man, I just had that sinking sadness that <laughs> that's how Norma, she just wants to get her windows fixed. <laughs> <This was bad. laughs> I know. It's like, I just wanted my window fixed, and look where I'm at. I'm pointing a gun at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to destroy everything in her mind, you know? Yeah. But I really, I love that she did that, that she, that she got her gun and like pointed it at him and then just went, Ugh, oh, you know, watching her. I, that was amazing acting. Honestly, I know we, we all say it so many times when it comes to her, but that was great. She nailed that. She did. She Every did. emotion yeah. on her face and what she was thinking. Yeah. And and just the look on Chick's face too. He's just staring at her like, "What is going on?" You know. <laughs> yeah. And I think he just started to feel like I I just unleashed this <laughs> out of this woman. I didn't. I did not do this. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to find Caleb. <laughs> I just wanted, I know, she's like, I just wanted my window fixed. And he's like, I just wanted to find your brother. <laughs> Let's hug it out. 
<laughs> yep. I'm just so glad that she had the sense to lower the gun and just give in to the desperation and Yes. And that she didn't like shoot him in the arm or something, you know. So Or glad. shoot and kill him. Or shoot and kill him, because we don't need that. Mm-hmm. This we is have so enough much bodies. better. What actually yes. happens? Yeah, just the self-actualization that she had right there. Just, I, I just loved it. Yep. It was awesome. It was. Um. So next, we see Dylan pull up to the Bates house. He walks into the kitchen, and Norma is chopping some lettuce. He says he is there to get some of his stuff. She says, okay, have fun leaving me. <laughs> Yay, this is, Norma I know, this is one of my favorite Norma things she does. <laughs> this is a personal favorite Norma. Yes. <laughs> I love this Norma. <laughs> I love all Normans, me too. but this is one of my favorites. <laughs> she goes back to chopping the lettuce. Dylan says, Norma, and she says she is fine. She's just in a bad mood, and she doesn't want to talk about it. Dylan says, okay, he'll see her later, and leaves, and she slams a frying pan on the stove and breaks open a bag of pasta, and the pasta goes everywhere. All I could do is picture Nor- uh, Dylan off screen with that box in his arms, just like grimacing and just walking up the stairs anyway. Like, He's like, no. I'm not going to pursue this. <laughs> it's bad. I just got to do what I was going to do. I just loved the back of pasta breaking open. And she just like wipes it off the stove. Like, that's all I needed. And I love the look on her face when she slams. The slamming of the pot was my favorite. Her face was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but I do. I mostly love picturing Dylan off screen holding that box. <laughs> He's been here before. <laughs> yep, he knows how to how to just don't bother her, don't don't poke the bear. No. <laughs> uh, next, we see Dylan in his room packing up some stuff. He stops and looks at a picture of he and Norman, and then goes to put it down and drops it. He bends down and finds a stuffed rabbit and the note from Emma's mom there. Cuts to Dylan in the motel office looking reservation records for the time Emma was in the hospital and find Audrey's name and address and he writes it down. So I took screenshots of the letter. Do you want me to read it? Oh, yeah. You can read it pretty easily with screenshots. Oh, nice. (laughs) There's only a few words because his hand's covering it or something that you don't get. It says, Dear Emma, I hardly know where to begin. I know so much time has gone by. I know we haven't talked much since I left. I guess this is me trying to change that. It's hard to explain why a mother would ever leave their child. To be honest, I don't really understand it myself. If someone ever said to me that I would do that, I wouldn't have believed them. I still don't believe I did it. I don't think I was myself. The truth is, I couldn't handle living in fear of you dying every day. I know you love your dad, and I know he has been there for you, unlike me. But you have to understand that while it was a 
while he was a good father to you, he was not a good husband to me. He regretted marrying me, and I think because he felt stuck with me, he became abusive. I'm not saying he threw me across the room or anything, but he could be physically very intimidating, and even more, he was psychologically intimidating. I was in a bad place when I left. I couldn't handle every any... That's something I can't get. It ends any and then an ing word on my plate. And I hated myself. I never hated. That's covered up too, but I can. I'm I'm adding a few words that I'm pretty sure that's what they say. <laughs> like hated is kind of covered up, but you get the ed. Mm-hmm. So I hated myself. I never hated. And then I don't know. And then it says always loved you. So it's probably I never hated you. I always loved you. That's right. my guess. Um, and then the tops cut off. I wonder if I tried again. I could get a little more of it. Um, you get an and you, and then you get a and your life was, and then and I pray to God it will something. Hope one of the differences is that you allow me in your life. I feel like I could come back now and you could be my daughter again. I don't think your father wants me anywhere near you. So I'm giving you my cell number. You can reach me when he's not around probably. Maybe we could spend some time together once you're feeling better. I love you and I always have. I hope you understand that. I thought... um, even though I've made it hard, I don't know, something to believe. Your mom, Audrey. I still don't like her. No. Because it's like, now that you might be better, I can come back, you know? Yeah. That's a bunch of crap. <laughs> and... Calling her like, father abusive and then kind of backtracking. I'm not saying he like. I know. Hit me, but he was physically intimidating. And you know what? It sounded like Romero's marriage, <laughs> didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He regretted the second he married her, and then became impossible <laughs> to live with. <laughs> yeah, I just don't buy it. I really think she's pinning something on Will that she was either just imagining. I mean, he is a pretty intense guy. He is, but it's. I think it's so clear in the letter that it's. it was mostly about um, Emma's illness. And, Emma's illness is what made her leave. And I think it's all a bunch of excuses. It's totally a bunch of excuses. And then she's like, but now that you might be getting better, I can come back. But don't you know, tell your it's dad, because like, he doesn't want me around. I know. So we'll have to like, do it sneakily. What kind of mother are you? It's like, well, I don't want to be around you because you're sick. <laughs> I can't handle that. I can't handle that. But now that you're better, I can. we can have a relationship again. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. That is awful. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean... It makes me mad, and I'm not a mother. I'm an aunt to a special needs daughter, but I can't imagine you doing something like that. I mean, can you imagine, like, oh, this is just too much for me. I got to go. 
you know. No, and that is just such crap. <laughs> <laughs> and to put it on Emma, it's like she's putting some of it on her. Yeah, it it again, it was a very immature letter to me. Yes. But, you know, it you know, this question has arisen, you know, in some of my own life experiences, not with my own mom, but the excuses and the over the trying to come up with reasons why you left can right. get to the kid that got left can get really tiresome. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they can. And I'm sure Rob's had to deal with that. Yeah, and it's the same weirdness over and over that you know makes sense to them. And I know that, you know, we all do have our own capacity to deal with stuff. And it's probably, it really is, I'm convinced it's better that Emma just had her dad. Mm-hmm. But it gets tiresome to hear the excuses as to why you left. It's just like, you know what? Just, yeah. You did. You made that choice. Apologize and move on. And move on. Yeah. I mean, I would have had way more respect for Audrey if her letter just said, I am an incredibly weak person. Uh Absolutely. And I'm really sorry. I'm so weak. Yeah, because you know what? It is hard to see your child, you know, in a less than healthy place. And some people aren't strong enough to deal with it. But it's the way you handle it from there. Yes, yes, exactly. If you have to go, you know, you have to go. If you you have the emotional maturity of a 10-year-old, then... That's what you got. Yeah. And it probably is. She left she she left Emma with a strong person that handled it fine. You know, the jury's out on how abusive he was, but if you were to ask me, she's putting that a lot on him that um, is probably not justified. I agree. I it doesn't That's just my yeah. own interpretation of it. I don't want to make excuses for abusive husbands and everything, but I feel like in this case, she is doing that. It Making it easier to have her. I mean, we talked earlier when we met Audrey that she seems to be quite a bit younger than Will. Yeah, and we've also stated that if you really thought he was so abusive, how could you have left? I mean, that does not speak well for you that, to leave your daughter with him. I know, exactly. So, what? <laughs> you just, yeah, you can't talk your way out of this, Audrey. <laughs> no, no. I just, I picture her as like, just a young, kind of hippie, you know, girl who, you know, married this older guy who is kind of an intense dude, you know. I don't think Will has a lot of laughs and stuff, you know. (laughs) He doesn't, you know. Yeah. (laughs) But I think she's imagining more. It's a way she can take something like maybe her feeling his intensity 
and just looking at it on her emotionally immature view and twisting it to make it gives her some it gives her an excuse for leaving her daughter but it doesn't right. because if you really felt that way you should not leave your daughter with him right right so it's just it's yeah. her twisting it into some reasonable explanation for leaving yeah but to come back now when she's i don't know Now that Emma's got a chance at life, oh, well, mm. okay, I can come back now. <laughs> You're not sick anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and I, 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 yeah. I just, I just don't like how she worded that and kind of put it on her illness, on Emma's illness and Will's abuse, you know. I had to go. I had no choice, you know. Yep. No, it's like, it's annoying. It's annoying. It's yeah. Like you said, I'd I'd rather you own to your weaknesses and try yeah. and repair what you can um, as adults now. Yeah, and not make these excuses. No, just don't do it. Yep. Own it and try and move on with however Emma wants to. And exactly, it seems exactly. like Emma would be open to that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But you make choices in life, and you can't take them back. And this show is huge on mother-child relationships and the impact they can have. And if you're going to make a choice, you've made that choice. And what you've done to your kid is there. Yeah. It's it's interesting having another parent, you know, mother I don't know. It's these things affect our children and the choices we make affect our children. And you need to um, think hard about those things. (laughs) (laughs) Make better choices. (laughs) Making better choices would be great. (laughs) Anyway, interesting. Yeah, no, I'm glad that you caught that letter. I'm, I love that they wrote a whole letter and that it wasn't because they certainly flashed on it. It could have just said blah blah blah, you know. Right, but I think they know that <laughs> we do things like screenshots. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll try and take a better one of the last letter, and I'll post those screenshots on the Facebook page. Cool. And if anyone wants them on Twitter, throw me a tweet, and I will put them on Twitter too since we have way more Twitter followers than Facebook. All right. Um, so pretty uh, pretty convenient. I think we've talked out that Dylan found it in his room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we don't get that. It's very <laughs> odd. We might have to shush a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Unless they explain that. It's a little shushy. Uh, okay, so next we see Norman and Dr. E in the office talking. Dr. E says he wants Norman to talk some more about his father. Norman asks what he wants to know. Dr. E says he was an alcoholic. Norman says not officially. He didn't think he was. And Dr. E says, but he drank a lot. Then we hear Norma say, don't talk about it, Norman. And suddenly, head Norma is sitting next to Norman. Norman says, why are you here? 
And Head Norma says, I don't want you thinking about this or talking about it. Norman says, I have to mother, and you can't be here. Oh, I have to mother, and you can't be here. <laughs> Sorry, the comma probably would have been appropriate. <laughs> I just, I don't know, got lost in that. Head Norma says, I have to be here. You're not listening to me. Dr. E says, is she here, Norman? Norman says, she doesn't want me to talk to you. Dr. E says, can I talk to her? And Norman says, it's so weird. He just, I like pictured ghost Norman like flying into his body. <laughs> he did the, can I talk to mom? <laughs> yeah. Precursor to 15 years later. And Dylan calls him. <laughs> It's all falling into place. Yep. <laughs> um, so from here on out, Norman is head Norman. Yes. And that it was just fascinating that from sitting next to him to, all right. <laughs> like morph. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, so then Head Norma says, I'm right here. Just leave him alone. If if you want to ask him something, ask me. Dr. E says, why don't you want him to talk for himself? Norman says, because there are things that have happened, things he does not need to remember. And I've worked very hard to make him forget these things, and I don't need you undoing it. Dr. E says he thinks it might help him. Norman says, I was there. It will crush him. Don't blame me. It's not my fault. I didn't realize who I had married, how ill he was. I didn't know how to leave. I tried once. I got Norman and I packed a bag and we got in the car and left. But I couldn't leave because I couldn't find Dylan. He wasn't home and we were just driving around the neighborhood trying to find him. Sam found us, got in the car and held a gun to my head. We see young Norman and Norma in the car and Sam is holding a gun to Norma asking what the hell she thinks she is doing. He yells, do you think you can just walk out on me? Just leave me here? Sam gets out of the car and opens Norman's door and pulls him out of the car and yells, I'll kill us all, Norma. She runs over to them and she is sorry he is right and says they should go inside. She tells Sam she could never leave him and then turns to young Norman and tells him to run into the house and hide. Okay, I want to stop here and talk about the fact that she starts kissing Sam as a protection and it reminded me of the deleted scene where she starts kissing Dr. Boring, Professor Boring, to get her way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just thought, oh. This pro- this behavior probably started with Sam <laughs> trying to yeah. manipulate him. And it worked. I mean, she got raped because of it, but he it sounded like he was willing to do a big murder-suicide. Yeah, he was threatening to kill... He's like, kill us all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And she just talked him down to a rape. Oh, would it? Oh, anyway. Do you think, do you think this little, this memory adds a little bit to Norma's early resentment of Dylan? Like how much she hated Dylan hmm. in the beginning? Because... Basically, they couldn't leave because she couldn't find him. You're right. I didn't you think know. of that. What I did think of was what Dylan would think of that, that 
she actually waited for him. And she right. didn't escape because of him. And that because of him. was actually something that might make him feel better. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know, in a small way. In a small that way. she wasn't willing to leave him then, at least. Right. Even though but, he was young. I mean, something like, like, I can just see just how much she hated Dylan. Yeah. In season one. Just, yeah. Just, when I saw this, I was like, I wonder if part of her, like, blamed some of this on him. Like, I could have left if you would have just been home. Mm-hmm. If you hadn't left, you know. But, I had but to you can't blame him you. for being no. a little old enough, at least, to be as scarce as possible. Right. No, no. I mean, there's no blame at all. I, You just know how Norma was yeah. at first. I hate you. <laughs> you know. No, that's very valid. I don't know. I didn't even think of that. Like I said, I was thinking kind of the other way that that if he found out that, that shows that she was willing to not escape Sam just because she couldn't find him. Right. But that can also lead to resentment. <laughs> but man, their life could have been so different if she would have just been able to find Dylan. Yeah. You know. Although, who knows how long she could have stayed away. Who knows how long that would have lasted exactly. And it could have been worse if she did get away for a few days and come back. Right. Because this time she could kind of, I was mad, you know. Yeah. But, I don't know. Just little things like this. Just kind of. Yeah. It's nice to see this backstory and kind of see this is this is how they all get to where they're at. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Um, so after the outside scene, it cuts to Norman Sam walking into their bedroom and he forces her down onto the bed and rapes her. He shoves her mostly off the bed and she puts her hand on the floor to hold herself up. And young Norman is lying under the bed and he grabs her hand, cuts to Norman in Dr. E's office and he's crying and says, I don't want him to know these things. It will kill both of us. Please, doctor, if you have a heart, don't make him remember these things or I will have something. I'll have to do something about it. I was really touched that Head Norma was crying over the memory and pleading with him not to let Norman remember. I was like, oh, Head Norma. I know. <laughs> I just want to have a big hug out. <laughs> I know. It just, so much is going on. You know, when he, when Norman first reached for her hand, I thought she was going to, like, startle and be, like, so upset that he was under the bed. Instead, she grabbed his hand, and that was so touching to me, because she's such a child, too. They're like two kids. Well, and it's like, they just hold hands while she's being raped, and it's like, young Norman is a comfort to her uh-huh. while she's going through this, like, you know. It said so much. This little memory uh, said so So much. much. I know. Just no wonder they're as close as they are. To have gone through something like this together. Mm-hmm. And like someone said in their feedback, you know, we get the idea. This isn't just a one-off. Mm-mm. This there, This probably happened a few times. Oh, the way he, like, she was like, okay, does he, like, rip her underwear off? Yes, you heard it rip. And then he, like, throws it against the wall. The pillow 
It, this yeah. is not the first time. This is she not the first time. She is just, okay, here we go. She kind of knew. It's like she was a kid bedding down, waiting mm-hmm. to get spanked. Absolutely. Like, okay, I know what's coming, so here's, you know, here it is. Do it, you know, get it over with. This was not a one-time thing. No. Just awful. Oof. So and sad and depressing. As you would want to try anything to keep that memory from your kid. Oh my gosh. Yes. You know? That your kid creates you in his mind to keep it from. <laughs> I know. So, man. Does she... What is Norma thinking right now? I don't when know. she looks back on these memories, does she know that he's absolutely, totally repressed them? I mean, that's an interesting angle. It is. I start melding head Norma and Norma together sometimes. I know. I thinking know. that it is really Norma. It is really her. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. And I, knowing actual Norma, it's probably like. If we just sweep it under the rug, it didn't happen type thing. You know, I might in my head as a mother think back now and go, well, he just since he hasn't mentioned it, he was probably too young. He doesn't remember it. And I could see Norma just shushing it being like, yep, that's it. He was too young. He doesn't remember. Good. Yep. He's never brought it up. You know. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's there's no way they've had to talk. Like, remember when I was hiding <laughs> under the bed? <laughs> no. They haven't talked about this. No, that was an immediate shisher. <laughs> yep. Yep. But, yeah, I was I thought it spoke volumes. I, like me, I just thought I would be horrified to be like, holy crap, Norman's under the bed. Oh, absolutely. I just like scream or be startled and put your hand away but instead she just grabs his hand it just it was so childlike and they, and they hold hands they were which, equals yeah which again just makes you think they've done this before this isn't the first time oh, and it's this the, is this is how they get through this together and it was the most heartbreaking thing in the world to see a little boy reach out and grab his mom's hand those make me cry right now <laughs> i know awesome. i know I know. He's the sweetest boy in the world. <laughs> he is. <laughs> She's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to say, the little actor that played him when he was getting that little sips of water at the sink. Oh, he was so, so adorable. Oh, was, oh, and a mama bear was... that little boy so much. <laughs> <laughs> he was really cute. And what's really sad is, so we know that he's seven in this memory mm-hmm. and he was what probably 16 when he finally killed Sam mm-hmm. so there's nine more years uh-huh. of this you know nine more years of it <sighs> that just seems like a lifetime in that well, kind of situation you know <laughs> it breaks my heart because I know that this happens i mean you try not to blame women for staying in these situations but you know that psychologically there's a huge 
you know, they're being psychologically, and you know, Emma's mom just shut up about that because this is yeah. psychological here. This is real. This is psychological war- warfare because he, yeah. Sam, is all, you know, I can't live without you. You know, he like. Well, you know, you you hear story after story of women and. You know, you want to judge them and be like, you're leaving your children in this environment, but you really can't because you are not in their heads and you don't know what emotional abuse they've suffered to feel like they really, really can't leave these men. And it's just horrible. And you just, this just brings to mind all of those women. And it's just so. Well, it's, yeah, it it is. It's horrible because men like this make them feel so bad about themselves and so helpless yeah totally they, helpless and they threaten them they make them think that they can't live without him that they deserve this you know yeah and it works and if if you're living with a person like it i think it could happen to the best of us you know? yeah if it's if they're that bad there's just got to be a part of you that just starts to believe it mm-hmm and it's so sad, especially someone who's as strong as Norma Bates is, mm-hmm. you know. But she was also raised in this kind of situation. Yeah. This has been her whole life up to that point, you know. It started with, we know her father was abusive. Her brother was abusive, you know. Yeah, it's interesting to wonder about the other guy <laughs> yeah she said it wasn't good with him but you wonder if she would have been better off like, yeah like maybe it wasn't not so quite bad. as bad as this <laughs> <laughs> or quite as bad yeah. as your brother right raping you anyway yeah this it just this was hard to <laughs> <laughs> well and it just It's like you said, after watching this episode, it just makes me want to go back and watch everything up until now. Yeah. And just see Norma and Norman's relationship through these vault eyes, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. This this was a game changer. It really, really was. Yeah. Sorry if you heard Peppa Pig for a second. I have to walk into my room to get my charger. (laughs) Oh, because <laughs> I'm on 7%. <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah, it just makes their relationship just, wow, okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't go through that together and not have a bond that most parent-child don't, you know. No, I totally get it. <laughs> you know. Entirely. Yeah. All right, move on. Yeah, I might be loud for a second. Scout took my charger, so I'm now in her room. So just give me a second. (laughs) (laughs) You guys and your chargers. Well, I was fully charged. We've (laughs) been yeah, true. Podcasting a long time. (laughs) It's a long time (laughs) down my iPad on all day. That's true. I probably wasn't fully charged. I had done a few things with it, but not much this morning. 
Okay. I'm ready. Okay. So next we see Romero walk into the kitchen, and Norma has dinner ready and tells him to sit down. Romero says Chick is outside with the window. Norma says, Chick, what did he say to you? Romero says, <laughs> this is where he imitates. <laughs> Romero says, he said, I got the window. I could use some help unloading it. <laughs> I love it because he's probably like, what do you mean, what did he say? <laughs> I know. Does it matter? <laughs> Norma says, oh, and Ramar asks her, what's wrong? Norma says, I just, um, I love you. I just want you to know that. <laughs> Romero says, you're telling me this right now? Norma says, yeah. <laughs> Romero says, well, I love you too. So it took and me a few watches. That was their first I love you exchange. Mm-hmm. I was too stuck on just Norma squirming. And just, oh, it was so funny to me. She's just like, I just, um, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) It reminded me of a teenager that, like, wrecked the car. (laughs) And hasn't told the parents yet. And the dad's like, well, I'm going to go for a drive. (laughs) I love you, Dad. (laughs) Just just know that before you find this out. (laughs) It's totally what it was. It was just like, I love you. It's like. Obviously, Romero's never had children because he would know this face of me. Because <laughs> he doesn't look suspicious at all. I know. I would have been like, "What happened?" Exactly. Like I said, what am I gonna find out there? <laughs> yep. But I just love it. He's like, hey, "You're telling me this right now." <laughs> Uh, but he says, well, I love you too. And he says he'll be right back. Cuts to Chick and Romero bringing the window in. Chick asks if there is somewhere they can set it down. Norma comes down and says, yeah, you can set it down right here. <laughs> she like, She's like pointing at the floor. <laughs> she has come guns a-blazing. <laughs> I was just like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? Moment? I know. Did you see Romero's face? <laughs> Wait, this isn't the Norma I just left a minute ago. <laughs> He's like, oh no. <laughs> Chick and Romero set down the window and Chick says, hello, Norma. She says, yeah, hello. Chick says he'd like to unwrap it so he can show them and Norma starts laughing. <laughs> Romero says they'd love to see it. <laughs> I just wonder what's going on in Romero's brain. Like, <laughs> I know. I think my wife has dissociative disorder. <laughs> <laughs> Chick unwraps it and Romero says it's beautiful. And Chick says, you know what they say. You never know what you're capable of until you're tested. Then he looks at Norma and says, isn't that right? Norma does not pick up his cue. <laughs> I know. <laughs> And Chick's just like, Norma, it's cool, it's cool. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was saying that too. <laughs> Norma. <laughs> Don't mess this up. I know, it's like, remember the bridge? We're cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> um, um, 
Yeah, so he looks at Norm and says, isn't that right? And Norm says, gee, what are you saying? Are you saying that we all have these hidden, that we all have things hidden inside of us? Secrets we don't want anyone to know? Things that other people might know and hold over your head, even though you personally have done nothing to them? Romero says, I think he was just talking about the window, Norma. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Romero. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really believe that? <laughs> Norma says, you're going to be packing your bag soon, so just stay out of it. <laughs> oh, man, that was actually really awesome. <laughs> that, I know. <laughs> it's just a whoa. <laughs> I know. It was, I don't know, very just, what's the term? Just, I want to say technical, but more like it was just, <sighs> what's the word? Uh, I know what you're trying to say. Now I'm thinking uh, of analytical, but not it, cold. No. Uh, well, it's like she's got it. So in her mind right now, Romero's going to leave her. Yeah. It was cold. But... It was cold. Yeah. She's and matter, like, of fa- matter of fact. Yeah. Very matter of fact. She's like. Well, you're going to be packing your bag, so you stay out of this, you know. Um, then she looks at Chick and says, go ahead, tough guy. Come on, do what you're going to do. Okay, break the woman in half. But you know what? I'm not broken. I'm still standing, so go ahead. Do your best, you giant lame asshole. <laughs> best line. <laughs> I know this is, like, so intense, but I giggled for like the next 45 seconds so did i (laughs) every time i watched it (laughs) you giant lame asshole (laughs) oh that's the best (laughs) i just love how she uses the word giant (laughs) and lame they're all good (laughs) i know it's so great <laughs> you know Romero's standing there going, "What the bip is going on?" That was Romero's "What the bip" moment. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Chick walks up to her and says he hopes she enjoys her new window and kisses her on the cheek and tells Romero to mail him a check and he leaves. Romero closes the door and says, "What the hell? What the hell was that?" Norma says, when I was young, when I was a teenager, it was a long time ago, I slept with my brother. I'm sorry I have to tell you this. I'm sorry. He's Dylan's father. Romero says, the guy I had dinner with? Norma says, Caleb, yeah. Romero says, you were young. It was a mistake. Norma says, mistake? It wasn't a mistake. It was a way of life. It happened for years. I loved him. Our home life was torture, and we were all we had. I finally tried to stop it, and he got really upset, and he raped me. You know how horrible it is to be raped by someone you love? And I hate him. I hate him, but I don't hate him enough to hurt him. And it's a mess because I don't know if part of why I hate Caleb so much is because I hate myself. All in today's work. So now you know who you've married. So now you know who you're married to, and I should have told you before, but I've never loved anyone enough to feel obligated to be honest with them. And it sucks. It sucks because... I can't hide, and I want to, but I can't, and Chick found out, 
He met Caleb when he was up at the farm helping Dylan, and he figured it out. And he has issues with my brother, and he was trying to find him. And he told me that if I didn't help him, that he would tell you all of this, and that he would spread it around town, and he would humiliate you. So I don't know. Just go pack your bags. Romero looks at her for a few seconds and says, Okay, where are we going? She starts crying harder and hugs him, and the episode ends. Hmm. So amazing. Oh, man. She ends that with all in a day's work. <laughs> yeah. That was an awesome line. It was amazing. This whole, just her whole confession, you know. Yeah, I. We've talked about Norma's, like, mind vomit. Yeah, yeah, this was what it was, but it was. And this is it, but it was, you know, just. Honest. Honest. Well, that, her mind vomit usually is honest, but this one went on and on, and just she she said it all, you know. She didn't she said sugarcoat. It all. Nope, she didn't hold anything back. This this is what Romero's wanted from her. Like, you need to trust me. Don't lie to me. You know. And that right there is the poignancy of the scene that makes me cry. It's, he finally got the honesty. One, he finally got the honesty he's been looking for, and he handled it well. And she finally was honest, and he handled it well. Yeah, he didn't go running. That's huge. That little pause between, okay, where we're going... Mm, was like that was the longest pause in the whole world. <laughs> it seemed forever, <laughs> and I'm sure it just seemed like a lifetime to her. I had so many thoughts. Oh, and I had so many thoughts. It was a lifetime for me too. That first time. Yeah. Ah, uh, but when he's like, "Where are we going?" and it's the ramifications. Uh, okay, that she has a lot of secrets in her life, but that's the one she has closely held as the number one huge, shameful, horrible secret she has. Yeah. And she just shared it with the man she loves and he accepted it with he open accepted arms. It. Yeah. The ramifications of that are endless. I know. She And it's all gonna get screwed up really soon. She was so sure he was going to go, you know, and instead he's like, we're in this together. Where are we going? You know? Yeah. You know, we've said he'd handle it. Okay. We also said that you might need a minute. (laughs) He did. Right. (laughs) He didn't. Nope. He might've needed a minute last season, but not now. No. Cause I think he's got so much, respect for her he he knows that she just loves him she would not have told him this if she didn't yeah oh i mean like yeah almost i bet nobody gets it more than romero what just happened exactly and what that means to both of them what right Right, and just, oh, her delivery, the whole thing, it was just, 
you know, she just told Chick, you know, I'm strong. I, you didn't break me. And then he leaves and she is a little bit broken. Like, yeah. Here it is. You know, this is what this is all about. This is who I am. Sorry, I didn't tell you before, you know. And just how I think it strikes Romero how she's like, he was going to humiliate you. Oh, yeah. She does say one thing and she really hangs her head at that point. She's like, he was going, I forgot the exact words now, but she says, um, He told me that if I didn't help him, that he would tell you all this and that he would spread it around town and would and he would humiliate you. Yeah, the words on the page don't do justice how Vera Farmiga um, delivered that. Yeah, because she kind of puts her head down as like, that's the worst part of it, that it was going to hurt you. Exactly. Like, I can handle it. I've been through this, but. It was the you part that really got her, yeah. that was going to ruin his life. And, ooh, you know, you think of Romero last season being so frustrated with her about lying. And I feel like hearing her say this gives him, probably makes him understand now and accept more that she was lying to him. Like, it won't hurt him as bad because it was really hurting him last season. Yes, that she would be right. honest. And I think he gets that now and probably understands and just has more understanding than he did oh, yeah. before. Oh, yeah. I think absolutely. And that's awesome. And it was just really sad how she says, you know, part of why I hate Caleb so much is because I hate myself, you know. Mm-hmm. That's got to be hard for him to hear, you know. Like, she hates herself for doing that with her brother and letting it happen and you know well and you'd also hate yourself for letting sam do what he did to you and let your son have to suffer both sons suffer from it too right you're not going to have a lot of love for yourself but she does a remarkably good job dealing with that stuff she is a strong strong woman sure her son had to kill <laughs> Sam for her. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, it's it's hard to judge that situation. Yeah. It is. It is. Especially given her past. I mean, oof. I know. I know. I just love that it came out and I love that it's her that told him. Yeah. She, yeah, she could have come up with something. And I think just Romero watching how hard that was on her and how broken she was telling him and how sure she was that, you know, just go pack your bags. Just just leave. I understand, you know. Mm -hmm. I think it's just. The rage he probably feels for Caleb is probably just like, just starting to bubble up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think the more he thinks about it, the more he's, you know, I've killed people for less. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I killed Marcus Young because he was running against me. 
<laughs> you know. <laughs> oh yeah, I really, I truly feel like that. The guy I had dinner with, line just chilled me. Yeah. I yeah. stand by that. That's that just that comment sealed Caleb's fate. <laughs> yeah, I think he is going to. He's going to be the only one that he can physically lash out against to protect Norma. You know what I mean? Yeah. She can't. He can't do it to Sam. Yeah. Right. If he'll ever find out what went down with Sam, who knows? Maybe now that the honesty floodgates have opened, <laughs> he's gonna get a lot more. <laughs> the vault is open. <laughs> That's why it's called the vault. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but man, what a... I love it. I love how it all went down. I... Yeah. I love that Chick didn't spread it around, and I love that Norma is the one that told Romero. I'm glad he knows. I love that that long pause between him asking what happened and her just going, what do I do? What do I do? Oh, yeah. She wants to do this. There was (laughs) a lot of leave. So I'm just going to. I didn't write every single like, um, well, yeah. Um, yeah, because there was a ton of it. There was a ton and it was, it was an awesome, it was an awesome performance. Oh, it was amazing. And so real, you know, it just, it, I felt like I was really watching two real people have a really serious conversation. It wasn't overly dramatic. It wasn't. You know, it just, it was so perfect. It just. And I've had those feelings before on the show. It really, it just, a lot of times I... I start watching a movie, even good actors, and I watch them, and I watch them acting. <laughs> exactly. Like, I feel like I'm watching someone act. I, yeah. I, like, my mind goes to them being in, like, drama school yes, and going through to... the way their motions they need to do to act like they're acting, and I do that a lot, and I do not do that with this. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Just how, I mean, a lesser actor would have been a lot more vocal and dramatic and oh can you imagine anyone else playing normal covered her eyes or turned away and instead she just sat there and just like kind of ugly cried in front of him Mm -hmm. you know like this and her lips would quiver and it just it was so it was just beautiful yep So, wow. <laughs> I want to go watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I have to give this one 10 out of 10. Oh, yeah. This is a 10. It just, this is a 10. Want to know what a 10 is? <laughs> <laughs> this is it. <laughs> yes. 10 out of 10. Uh, I don't know. Doll heads on top of Yeah, it's, it's a doll head. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Do you have a what the bip on this one? Romero does. <laughs> <laughs> totally. 
I just loved this when, when Dick leaves and he closes the door. He's like, what the hell? What the hell was that? <laughs> and just the look on his face the whole time Norma is yelling at Dick. He's just like, what is happening? <laughs> we just had a really, we just told each other we loved each other. <laughs> All I gotta say, um, before the episode aired, um, Nestor and Vera had a little Twitter fest where they were like pretending what the stained glass window looked like. Oh no! <laughs> and Vera posted, um, it was it was the scene of those two when she yells at him in the apartment about it was the one in the deal. And she can't get the door open, and he like grabs her arms, and they just kind of stand there, and he like says, "Okay, I'll go, I'll go with you," you know. Mm-hmm. It was that scene depicted in stained glass, but kind of a Art Deco style. Like <laughs> they were all circles, just different sizes of circles. I call that Art Deco. Uh huh. So that's what that one was, and then <laughs> Nestor, <laughs> he he um. He went back with a picture of his own of the stained glass window, and he said he got a deal on it. And it's like this little, little girl unicorn, <laughs> kind of My Little Pony style. It was just like a little happy little. <laughs> so funny! I'll I'll have to take screenshots of those and put them on Facebook too. You've got to see them. <laughs> I want to see them. My what the pip is the rabbit and the letter to Emma being in Dylan's room. Yeah, that's that's a good one, and I I don't know if we're gonna see the explanation of that, but it is pretty what the pippy. I'm gonna what the pip. Kayla being worried that the fallout's gonna fall on. Norman Dillon and chooses to just leave. <laughs> We're gonna Caleb re recreate a what the bit from last season. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's a good one. He even says it out loud, so he has thought of it. <laughs> that's what makes me so mad. <laughs> Because part of me was like, okay, he's too too stupid to think that maybe Tick will take it out on them. But no, he wasn't. He knew he might. <laughs> and he leaves. Ugh. <laughs> and actually uses that as some sort of excuse why he left. I know. I know. Like, well, I thought the fallout was going to be maybe against you guys, so I left. <laughs> God. Oh, man. A lot of sense there, Caleb. Oh, uh, you know. <laughs> I was just thinking, they should have had Caleb saying that and have, like, a monkey from Costa Rica, like, sitting on his head, like, picking things out of his hair, like, grooming him. Yeah. <laughs> So you hear about those monkeys in Costa Rica? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I hate him so much. And it, all it took was like a minute and a half of him on screen time, and I just hate him all over again. <laughs> so, do a quick little spoiler section. Yeah, I suppose so. All right. Well, first we'll say goodbye. Yeah. Well, that was. We got through it, people. <laughs> we did. <laughs> I don't know if I would have left feedback for that one. I'd been like, I, I want to hear other people talk about it. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> yeah, and if we have any listeners that happen to know Lara and her mom, go check on them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe our Twitter exchange happened after she'd seen it. Okay. But it was the day after it aired, so she may not have gotten to it yet. So, <laughs> if we had tweeted since they watched it, fine. If not, check on them. <laughs> check on them. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, you can leave feedback too. Yes. At yesmotherpodcast at gmail dot com. Or leave us a review on iTunes. Right. We like those. We like those a lot. Especially the good ones. We've we have fun with we've the bad enjoyed ones. We've enjoyed the bad ones, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, yeah. If you don't want to hear the title and description of the next one, then chill your own ass. Yeah. We'll talk to you next week. You giant lame asshole. <laughs> You giant lame assholes. <laughs> just kidding. I just love uh, Norma's little. Uh, she's the best. Little yells. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what the hell? What was that? What? When I was um a teenager, it was a long time ago. Um, I slept with my brother. I'm sorry. I have to tell you this. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, I'm sorry. He's Dylan's father. The guy that I had dinner with. Caleb, yeah. Oh, I know you, you, you were young. You know, it was a mistake. Mistake? It was not a mistake. It was a way of life. Years. I loved him. Our home life was a torture, and we were all we had. I finally tried to stop it, and um, he got really upset and he raped me. You know how horrible it is to be raped by someone that you love? 
I hate him. I hate him. I hate him, but I don't hate him enough to hurt him. And it's a mess because I don't know if part of why I hate Caleb so much is because I hate myself. and I know who you're married to. And I should have told you before. But I've never loved anyone enough to feel obligated to be honest with them. And... And I just... It's, it sucks. It sucks because I can't hide. I don't want to, but I can't. The chick found out. He met Caleb when he was up at the farm working with Dylan. He, he just figured it out. And he has issues with my brother, and he was trying to find him. And he told me that if I didn't help him, that he would tell you all of this, that he would spread it around town, and that he would humiliate you.
Okay, so it's called. Okay, so there's a spoiler section. Yep. It's called There's No Place Like Home, right? Yep. So Norman's coming. <laughs> Norman's coming, people. Yeah, the the description on on IMDb says Norman returns home after making an unanticipated discovery. So he's gonna see the picture of them in the paper, or does it show on the thing how he finds out? I don't know, cause I don't think I saw the what's what's coming up next. Oh, it it aired. Um, it aired during the credits, so I saw it. I didn't, cause I watched this. I didn't catch it like on the A and E website. I caught it after it had hit my Amazon. Okay, yeah, I watched it live and it did show up, but it was I was I wasn't in a state to really <laughs> absorb <laughs> <Yeah>. it because <laughs> it just happens right after the credits start rolling on live TV. I think he finds I think that is it, and I think there was some sort of line drop or something that it is about he knows about them being married. He knows about them, so he must have seen like a newspaper picture. Because, I mean, an unanticipated discovery, he's, it, it's not that he discovers he has another person inside of his mind. No. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's been discovered. Um, and then it says, Norma takes on new projects, which I'm really excited about what that is. I don't Norma know. Norma takes on new projects? Uh-huh. What is that? I don't know, but it sounds <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it <does>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I believe this is the one directed by Nestor. Oh, is it? Mm -hmm. And then I, I think so. the next one is the one written by Freddie Highmore. Oh, cool. I don't think he does the finale, and I don't think he writes the one that Nestor directs so I guess there's wiggle room for being another one because we have four left right. right so yep so Norma takes on new projects what in the world could that be I don't know <laughs> but I really am looking uh -huh. forward to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> could be something dumb but I think it's going to be I don't know I want to see her excited about something. Because now that the cat's out of the bag, that's the thing. I mean, this could be just a whole new... Well, now again. Like, Phew, he knows. You know, so what, he didn't leave. Yeah, what did I think was the precursor to that white sheets bed scene last time? Oh, that's right. Um, you you thought it was... Um, do... What happened last episode? This one has, like, wiped everything. <laughs> I know, I know. Um... Shoot, Romero did something. I know. What was it called? <laughs> it was the refraction. Oh, 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 of course. She finds out that he killed Bob Paris. Oh, that's right, that's right. Okay. So I'm going to take it back, and it is this. That <laughs> now it's, she feels like they don't... She feels probably very free around him. Like she's never felt before. Oh, absolutely. I mean... Holding on to a secret like that for as many years as she has, 
and just and then saying it to the first man that's treated her de- decent and he and loves he stays. her still. Yeah. And they've are they've they've exchanged I love yous. Yeah. This is it now. If we don't get the sheet scene next episode, then I know. I know. Very off. Because there couldn't be more than this. And I feel like, I don't know, just Norman coming home is, this is it for these two. Yeah. They're going to have some nice little utopian fantasy for like half the episode. And then all hell is going to break loose. Norman's going to get home and all hell will break loose. Yeah, I don't know exactly if Norma kind of retreats back into Norman land or if Norman just makes it really hard on the sheriff. I think. And Norma yeah. is scared of him and tries to accommodate. I don't know. Yeah. I'll never guess, I'm sure. <laughs> she's going to be in the middle of her new projects and... Maybe some. Maybe she's gonna start crafting. Maybe toll painting or something. <laughs> toll painting. <laughs> it's timeless. <laughs> I can see her <laughs> pulling up some old craft that people haven't done in years. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Needlepoint. Maybe needlepoint. Refinishing some furniture. Maybe. Probably yeah, not she's... taxidermy. I... <laughs> No, I can just picture it. She's just going to be singing and humming and happy. Has she given up on the hotel? She seems to have. Maybe maybe the motel would be a good project. The motel would be a good project. (laughs) But, yep, she's going to be all happy. Things are going to be awesome. Uh She's going to hear the door open. (laughs) It's Norman. Yep. Um, and the last little sentence is Dylan's search for Emma's mother leads to disturbing results. Ooh. Yeah. Yep. So he has her cell number because she you said it was in the letter. And he has her address. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, it wasn't he had her address. He had her address from the reservation record. Yeah. And then her cell phone number is in the letter. So. Well, he won't get her unless she's alive and answers. She's like, I'm in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bring me a sandwich. Yeah, I don't know. So Dylan's going to have some Nancy Drew moments, some Hardy Boys. <laughs> yeah, and can he do it? Can he figure out that she's missing by just the address and cell phone? I would guess he's got to ask Norma, right? I don't know. Because, <clears throat> like, at this point, I, I just don't see that he's suspicious of anything yet. No, I don't either. You know? And so I think it's just going to... It could be worrisome to him that 
she didn't check out, but I don't think yeah, real suspicious. I just, I don't think that's a huge deal. I don't know. Maybe Norma doesn't keep that great of records. Like, ooh, they checked in. Well, obviously she doesn't. Although yeah. she didn't check it. But she didn't, she didn't make a note on there. How many nights she stayed Your over? client left with her bag, but <laughs> didn't tell me, and I didn't see it happen. <laughs> yeah. And Norman's acting weird about it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just yeah. trying to figure out how Dylan would get to, the, like, unless that, just, you know, with just an address and a cell phone, which I'm sure she had her cell phone with her. Uh-huh. Unless... Maybe he calls it and hears it ring somewhere. <gasps> Ooh. That's interesting. You know? Although I can't imagine it'd keep... power. True. If it was turned on, even if it wasn't being yeah. used. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> I was so. thinking more like someone hears it ringing but again they'd have to have power and someone answered it like oh I found this in a field (laughs) ringing (laughs) (laughs) next to a shovel and some loose dirt (laughs) (laughs) yeah this will be interesting I mean do you think Dylan's going to try and find her to let her know that Emma made it through and is okay that's my thought is that I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> we'll we'll find out. We'll find out. It's, it's in the description of the next episode. I'm more curious about Norma's projects. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> maybe maybe what the project is is like making room for. Romero's things in the house more like he's here to stay for sure you know Mm -hmm. um I could I could see Dylan finding not getting an answer on the cell phone and then maybe start worrying and maybe looking around and finding Maybe he finds the earring, and because when I rewatched, I noticed her. She wore the earrings the whole time. Oh, did she? Yeah. If Dylan had picked up on that, maybe he finds the earring that the pit guys found. Mm-hmm. Maybe he finds the cell phone. Maybe he finds some more clues, and that's a disturbing. Her luggage. Mm, her luggage. Yeah. Her, her luggage has to be somewhere. If he starts snooping, that's got to be somewhere, and someone snooping looking for it could find it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I get just, stuck on the address because he wrote it down. I know. It's like, what? There's not much you can do with an address. Mm. Unless it's a local address, but it wasn't. Mm. It was like Santa Rosa. Right. So, that's. I don't, know. I just don't see him traveling down there right now. <laughs> he would have no need to. He wouldn't to. have a need. It's not that urgent right now, you know? He's probably just like, huh, why was this in my room? Mm-hmm. You know, things. Yeah, I don't know. And what we skipped in Kim's email is just 
she just says, looks like Norman knows that Norman and Alex got married, so. Oh, right. That's the little spoiler thing that we skipped. So, yeah, that's that's his discovery. <laughs> I'm sure of it. Yeah. Like, I wonder if her luggage is, like, in the cellar. It very easily could be. Where would head yeah. Norma hide it? Yeah. It'd hmm. be smart to bury it with her. I don't know. Yeah. Is that smart? I don't know. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm... This season is just... I. I love it all so much. <laughs> and it just... There's no storyline that I'm like, uh-huh. I hope they get this one over yeah. soon. Or dang it, it's they... a scene for this. <laughs> yes, exactly. This is all... And we still have the Bradley stuff. There's still the Audrey stuff. Man, it's awesome. Yep. Good so... job, show writers. Ready to go, guys. So... All right. All right. Well. Time to go about the day now. <laughs> yep. I know. I got things to do. Yeah. So. Okay. Well. Cool. I guess I'll talk to you next week. All right.